Welcome to the Shift and Thrive podcast. We are Mary Claire and Isabel, also known as the Dutch twins. We are identical twins who grew up with the passion for the good life. In our weekly short episodes, we talk about all things self-development, mindset, manifestation, fulfilling your desires, dreaming big and living life to the fullest. However, it wouldn't be us without a tad of glamour and a fresh perspective. So pour yourself a glass of champagne and dig in. Hi ladies, welcome back. Today we'll be discussing a topic that may or may not hit home for you, which is the imposter syndrome. Have you ever felt like it was only a matter of time before someone would discover that you're not worthy of, let's say, your current job or that you're not competent enough, even though you've worked very, very hard and absolutely earned it? Have you ever felt like you got the position just because you quote-unquote got lucky, completely forgetting about the fact that you've worked your ass off to get it and are perfectly qualified for it? Or have you ever felt like a fraud that will be exposed sooner or later? Well, if you've answered any of these or maybe all of these questions with yes, it's possible that you suffer from imposter syndrome. And FYI, this does not only happen with jobs, you can actually suffer from imposter syndrome in every area of your life, be it in your career, in your education, even in motherhood, for example, or your group of friends or the sports that you're doing. So an important and very easy to recognize sign or symptom of the imposter syndrome is self-doubt, which often presents itself in the form of not-so-positive self-talk or thoughts. Other, let's call them symptoms here, are that you really believe that you're out of your league with whatever it is that you are doing and constantly doubt your capabilities. When you can't truly assess your competence objectively, this could be a sign. Or you feel like a fraud or you give external factors credit for your success instead of yourself. Or you tell others and yourself that your achievements aren't that special. Another sign could be that you're constantly worried or scared that you can't live up to expectations, and that what is expected from you is simply too hard, and that the bar is too high for you. This frequently leads to working way too hard and overachieving where it simply isn't necessary. Or you're setting unrealistic goals that are difficult to reach and make you feel bad about yourself and your abilities when you can't live up to them. And a final symptom is self-sabotage, which is actually a very interesting topic to which we will definitely make sure to dedicate another episode soon. Because of self-sabotage, when you feel like an imposter, you make it hard on yourself and you create obstacles in pursuing your goals when there's absolutely no need to do this. Some may actually say that a bit of imposter syndrome isn't even that bad for you. After all, it can fuel feelings of motivation, motivation to achieve something. However, we believe that feeling bad about yourself is never the way to achieve something, especially when a positive and optimistic alternative or alternative way is equally within reach. While imposter syndrome might give you the ability to excel in something after putting in everything you've got, this usually comes at a cost, for example in the form of constant anxiety. You might overprepare or work much harder than is necessary to make sure that nobody discovers that you are, quote-unquote, not actually that capable or smart, or that you're actually a fraud, because this is how people with imposter syndrome feel. They feel like a fraud in certain situations. Well, personally, to us, this definitely isn't worth it. 
especially as you will repeat the same process over and over again in future situations, where you feel like working that hard is the only way to keep up. It really is a pitfall because you feel like you need to put in that certain amount of work or time or effort to achieve it, like that is the only way to succeed. And believe us when we say that it is simply not. And this in turn creates a vicious cycle in which you think that the only reason that you nailed that presentation or passed that test is because you stayed up all night rehearsing. And this equally applies to social situations in which you feel like you don't belong. So what can also make you feel like an imposter is the feeling of not fitting in in a certain situation or a certain group. Weird random example. Everyone else here loves robots and I don't. Maybe I should learn as much as I can about robots just in case somebody asks and I don't feel like a fraud and they don't notice that I'm not into robots or not as smart because of it. I think we all have these situations where we over-prepare for something. For example, read up on the news before meeting someone simply so they don't think that we are stupid or not up to date or whatever it is. So during our studies, we have mostly felt like we were not like the majority of the people in those studies. That maybe we were even the only ones that were like us. Fortunately, we had each other and this wasn't a big problem. But in the case of studying, it also means that you have less of a connection. While there are a lot of group projects, for example, which really sucks when you have to form groups. As you might know, we love fashion and we love dressing up, wearing the most colorful, extravagant and bold outfits possible. However, with all of our three studies, this has always been the opposite of the interests of our classmates. And in some way, this inevitably drove sort of a wedge between us when we didn't really get to know the people in our class. It sometimes gave us the feeling that we needed to overcompromise this quote-unquote difference by working extra hard to make sure that we didn't come across as shallow just because of our love for fashion. How pathetic is that? And we don't know about you, but sometimes we still feel like we have to suppress that side of us because we didn't look like the typical student for those studies, for example. Caring way too much about how others would perceive us as not good at what we do because we dress a certain way or are also into topics like fashion. Feeling like imposters because the people in a boring black t-shirt or a gray vest must know more about coding than the girls in a yellow and a pink suit, right? Makes sense, right? (laughs) Well, we ain't dressing down for nobody anymore. In the end, what makes you feel like an imposter in comparison to people who don't feel like one in a similar situation is the way you think. So... What we're saying is that you must change your thoughts and feelings, aka your state of being, to those of the version of you that wouldn't feel like an imposter. It's really manifestation one-on-one. Change your thoughts and feelings and step into your higher self, and that's when you'll become her. It's not the other way around, where you can expect to see results first and then change. But how to overcome this imposter feeling? We have listed some tips for you that might help you out with this. First of all, when there's a situation where you start feeling like an imposter, look at the given situation objectively instead of through the lens of your feelings. Ask yourself, am I truly inadequate? Of course you aren't. And make sure to also argue why you're not, so you can actually prove this to yourself. For instance, you can make a list with all your achievements and reasons why you're not stupid and instead perfectly capable of whatever it is that you're doing. We can also suggest journaling on what is bothering you or making you feel so insecure or fraudulent at the moment. When you write it out on paper, even when it's just for two minutes, it immediately takes off that heavy weight and often suddenly isn't that big of a deal anymore. That's something that really helps us. 
When you start feeling like an imposter, check in with yourself. And really ask yourself, what is going on in my head right now? Monitor what's happening and rewrite it with a better alternative. Consider the glass to be half full instead of half empty. Realize that doing something for the first time usually feels a bit off. But that if others can do it, so can you. There's no reason for anyone else to automatically be better at something than you. That is just something that you make yourself believe. And thirdly, it is also important to recognize that you don't always have to know what to do, nor always have to know the answer to something. Whether it's in your work environment or as a parent or as a student or whatever, thoughts like, I should always know the answer or never ask for help are not the way to go. Of course, there's a difference in asking the same thing over and over and over again and not learning from it. But you have just as much right as the next person to be wrong sometimes or have an off day or ask for extra assistance on something. This is a reminder that we sometimes need when we feel like we don't know how to go about something, for example, at work or don't know how to do something during our studies. Especially when you realize that you've never researched the topic or used the tool or don't have any experience with a new program, for example. Don't beat yourself up because learning always starts somewhere. You can't be expected to be a pro at something that you have never done before. So don't expect perfection from yourself. And also don't let others make you feel like you should have known this thing that you've never done before. What can also help in these situations is visualization. And we keep coming back to it because it is really such a powerful tool. And in this case, visualize the situation that you are dreading and picture it going perfectly. For example, visualize yourself giving the perfect presentation, nailing an exam or feeling super confident at your new dance class. Visualizing for only a couple of minutes a day can already be life-changing as it starts a positive way of thinking and it raises your vibration and thus attracts more of that positive vibration into your life. As per the always working law of attraction that we've talked about before. And we've said this in a previous episode, but what really helps us personally is the thought that life is but a game. Realizing this instantly shifts your perspective to a more high-level view from which your situation suddenly doesn't seem that important or that scary or heavy anymore. Life is but a game, so give yourself some credit instead of being harsh on yourself, as there's literally no point to it. We girls need to have our own backs, and you've got this, because you're doing the best you can, and that is enough. A situation at work or with friends or at school might sometimes make you feel like everything will come crashing down if you don't know the answer or can't deliver what others expect from you or when you don't know all the details or how to go about something. Well, guess what? The world won't come crashing down. So once you realize that life is but a game, things won't feel as heavy anymore. And last but not least, celebrate your victories because they are a big deal. Take a moment to compliment yourself on your achievements, both big and small. So we hope that you realize that everyone feels like an imposter from time to time, especially as it is closely linked to the limiting beliefs that we believe about ourselves. We also hope that we have provided you with some actionable steps that you can now apply when you're feeling out of place. Don't worry, we know you've got this. Talk next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Shift and Thrive podcast. We love having you around. We will be back in your ears on Tuesday morning. And if you enjoyed the episode, we would love it if you would let us know via Instagram and tag us at the Dutch Twins so we can repost you. We wish you an amazing day and until next week.